0: And welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I'm Melinda. And this is a weekly travel podcast for everyone. Travelers. Yeah. Those interested in travel. Yeah, just everyone. Those that like to day drink as travel. What? Day drink about travel? We haven't said that in a while. Yes, day drinking about travel. up, That was a gem. <laughs> it's probably one of the better things I've misheard in my life. Actually, I think I agree with that, yeah. (laughs) So, speaking of day drinking, do you have a cocktail? I do. Ooh, what you got? I have to, like, heft it over. I made myself a hot toddy, which you might be able to have some of the essential parts to it on a plane if you got hot tea and whiskey. But we're also going to talk about hot tea later in the news segment got a hot toddy because it's all of a sudden freaking winter here oh it is not yet winter here thank god i am not ready to break out the winter clothing no thank you yeah it's fall but it got cold really stupid quick Ew. Today it was super rainy, just out of the blue. Perfectly fine weather, and then all of a sudden, oh, dumping bucket. It doesn't need to be winter for a hot toddy. And for people who can't see you right now, do you want to describe the general size of this mug that I just saw? It's normal size. It looks... normal, um, it's probably like a 16 ounce. Which is not like a normal mug. That's a whole big... I only use big mugs. It looked like you could put your whole face in it. Well, if you move away from the camera... Uh, that's... just my tiny hands. Uh, how would me moving away from the camera help the perspective that your mug is that large? Because you're just leaning in, you're like, it's just eyeballed a camera and that's all you can see is my mug. That's not it's, how... It's... You know it's a camera, not a telescope, right? Right, but if all you can see is just one little thing. If I'm looking into the camera, we've got serious issues because I'm not seeing you at all. That's fine. <laughs> I could use more lemon, maybe a little more honey. Okay, just... I was in a rush. Do you have a cocktail? I got nothing. I have had a very long day, so I just came home. Loser. And sat. Me too. I've been to work already today, and then I have to go back later today. In the woe is me Olympics on today, I still think I win. We don't need to get into it, but oh yeah, I won. Now, anyways, any updates? Uh, update. Today sucked. What's your update? Are you, like, non-contributing to anything? I, I am. Got nothing? There's nothing I am allowed to talk about. Let's put it that way. Today, just kind of blue. Again, she's not a spy, and she does not work for the government. Shh! Don't let her fool you with this vagueness. That's exactly what the friend of a spy would say. Anything she's done today has nothing to do with national security. Unless you're talking about national security on film, because I am, in fact, the new James Bond. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're the new Nick Cage, because he was in... Oh, that's National Treasure. Whoops. National Treasure? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, I got up really early, too. So. Moving on, Nick Cage. Uh, my update. So I did one of those foot-peely masks last week. Ooh, how gross are your feet? It kind of looks like the old woman from the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) A little dry, a little crinkly. But still pretty sassy despite its age, her age. Yeah, yeah, the sassy part is, like, the new skin I can see. I just look dry and crusty. I don't know, it's kind of gross, but also, oh, so fascinating. Dry and crusty is what you get for not letting Jack on the floating door. Bitch. Ugh that is karma. that's karma yeah yeah my feet are a little scary looking but it, it should be good in another week less scary i've done those masks is this your first time doing them or have you done it before no this is my second one and it's a different mask this is one of the k-beauty ones Mm -hmm. So it's not nearly as snake skinny chunks coming off of my feet. So I don't know if it's because I've done one of these before or if it's just a different type. I'm just dry and scaly. I've done those a couple times. I do one every spring and... I don't know, each time it works slightly differently and it's endlessly fascinating every single time. Yeah. Have you tried the really fancy baby foot one? Yeah. Like the brand name one. That was the first one I did. It's so expensive. It is, but it does genuinely work the fastest and the cleanest. I feel like it came off in bigger sheets. Yeah, that was my first one. And when you do the off brand, the off brand is kind of chunky and weird. Mine's like little flakes. So it's not nearly as tragic when I take my socks off after work. (laughs) Sorry if we're grossing everybody out talking about feet. Trigger warning, foot flakes. Should have had a a warning. Yeah, really late. Yeah, it does make your feet feel very silky smooth. But for about two weeks leading up to it, when you get the final result, it's weird. But I don't know. It's fascinating. Is it? (laughs) Try one if you haven't done it. Oh, it's nasty. But I figured I'd get those travel calluses off and whatnot. And just, it's gross. (laughs) It's just gross looking. Ew. But yeah, it should be good in about a week. I guess that's kind of the theme for today's episode is gross things. Is it? Kind of. A little. I would like to take this moment to dedicate this episode to Smelly Cat. Okay. Because I feel like it's a little applicable. (laughs) I don't like being called Smelly Cat, you jerk. Oh, I broke Sarah. She's crying. (laughs) Smelly Cat, Trash Panda, what animal are you going to call me next? I thought it was a nice name for you. Thanks. You're the best. You know, Trash Panda is by far my favorite, so you're welcome. I'm proud of that one. Oh, dear. Yeah. But uh, speaking about gross things, let's get into the news story. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's it's probably nothing too new, but have you ever heard that you probably shouldn't have ice or any hot drinks on a flight? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, apparently there was a flight attendant, which, you know, of course, they never say who they fly with, uh-huh. Uh huh. was on an article for Inside Edition, and she's talking about, you probably shouldn't order the hot tea or coffee. You Know why? Because they only have to clean out the pipes for the hot water about four times a year. Do you know how many flights happen between those? A lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Well, that's fun. Yeah, flight attendants won't even drink hot water on the plane. And there's been studies that have been done that the airlines don't have hot water that would pass federal regulations for relatively safe, clean water. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Another Environmental Protection Agency study says that one in eight planes fails the agency's standards for water safety. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, on a scale of boil your water and what is it, Flint, Michigan, where the planes end up? Yeah. But um, if you're looking for something safer, uh, they're also saying that flight attendants don't necessarily like it when you order Diet Coke. Because it's something about the formula and the carbonation and the air pressure and whatnot that it just stays fizzy oh, and no. it takes forever to pour. Whatever will they do. Yeah. They are trying to hustle and get these drinks to these people, so you're slowing down the progress by ordering your Diet Coke. Something tells me people who like Diet Coke don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just thought that was funny of all the things. It's, oh, and Diet Coke. Don't order Diet Coke. Not because it's gross or contaminated, just because it takes forever to pour because of the carbonation. Oh, did I ever tell you the super gross thing I saw in a flight once? Oh, good Lord. This was on a Virgin America flight, which, I mean, they don't exist anymore, so it's not as if I'm slandering anybody here. The flight attendant was doing drink service, and for whatever reason, I ordered a juice, and they come in those cardboard boxes with plastic flip tab and the foil over the ceiling it. And she couldn't get the foil open, so she reached into her pocket and grabbed a pen. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just pocket, pen, and she stabbed it directly into the carton. That nasty pen grip came out of the container (gasps) wet. No. Oh, God, no. Too far. Too far. I was like... Too violent. You know, I think... She probably could have found a better way to open it that didn't involve using something that people's hands have been all over. But even if not, she didn't need to stab it so far that it went into the drink and then serve it. But she did. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not thirsty anymore. Yeah, and I'm not like a huge germaphobe. I generally think that exposure to germs is probably good for everyone. But I don't want your ink pen in my drink. That's a little overkill. Yeah, that's a bit much. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Ugh. And then she shoved it back into her pocket, wet. I was like, I feel like she's done this before. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yuck. Maybe reconsider your flight choices. Maybe you spring for that Coke just so you can get your drink faster. And, you know, you you get your caffeine, you're avoiding nasty water, and pens. Pen grips in your drink. But on the other hand, if you're getting hot water for tea, it's been boiled. So... Unless it just comes out hot, like the faucets, I for tea, it has to know. be hot enough to steep the tea, so it has to have been boiled at some point. I don't And then think put in like the nasty water tanks and go through the pipes. No, it would have been boiled afterwards. So I don't think it's probably as big of a concern as people make it out to be, because how many hundreds of thousands of people drink? Coffee and tea on flights. Maybe that's why they all get sick on the flights. Maybe, but the sickness that they're afraid of having in the pipes. (laughs) Who knows? No, you know what it is. It's the damn diet coke. That must be it. it. Ruins everything. I think the the bacteria they're afraid of finding in the pipes is like E. coli and Salmonella. You're you would know if you were getting that. That's not oh the air is a little stuffy that's my insides are shooting out no because you're gonna be like locked in the tiny bathroom you're doomed yeah slightly different I think if it were as big of a concern as it, people make it out to be on the internet we would know by now I don't know mostly I just want something fizzy and with caffeine so yep. coke is totally fine A cola of some sort, whatever the hell they have, yeah. I always get Sprite or apple juice. Until they stab it with a pen. Because apparently I'm super boring. Yeah, when they stab it in the pen, when they stab it in the pen. Juice has pens? When they stab it with a pen, juice comes with pens. Didn't you know that apples grow on trees next to pens? No, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Bick. Specifically, they have farms by oh. apple farms, apple orchards. And the Bick for Her pens, those Those are stupid. Set them on fire. <laughs> I agree. Except for the fire part. Maybe you don't set them on fire. Yeah. But yeah. Moving on on this slightly gross slightly gross episode dedicated to smelly cat uh today we are going to talk about laundry dun 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 because that's still a thing everywhere everybody does laundry you're not special but um no you know who doesn't do laundry i remember watching a something or other on tv in the 90s about nsync touring And they said that they don't wash their underwear. They throw them out every day because so many of them wore the same type of underwear that it was always confusing and they never got back their own pairs. So they just started buying underwear in bulk so they could throw it out and not have any concern about wearing someone else's drawers. So not everyone does laundry and Sink doesn't or didn't when they existed you know they could have just gotten a sharpie and put their initials One on would it think and yet you know i think a bunch of boys who didn't do particularly well in school and became pop stars probably didn't think to consider that that's not fair justin was on mickey mouse club he had no hope in the schooling department neither did jc he was also a mickey well, mouse that's right. club kid with ryan gosling forgot about that guy <laughs> yeah. Weren't they like like BFFs? I well, maybe. I wasn't allowed to watch the Mickey Mouse Club. My mom know. said that it was offensive. Okay. How? <laughs> Look, I didn't make the rules. You just told your friends, "Oh, you watch that. That's offensive." Yes, I was that kid. Yeah, I know. Oh, I see it. <laughs> Anyways, so you have packed your bag, you packed minimally, you have enough shirts to get you through about a week. So what do you do for that second week of your vacation? Let us show you the way. Uh, burn it and spend the rest of the week at a nudist colony? I mean, that's totally an option. But if you're going to a nudist colony, you probably don't need to pack much of anything to begin with. Okay, I'm trying not to go off on a tangent, but I can't help myself here. Oh, good Lord. There was a story in the news recently. If you do not like hearing stories about naked people, skip ahead. Uh, In Spain, they've had a problem recently with people going to nudist locations and stealing the clothing. (laughs) To the point where the police stations, I believe it was in Barcelona. Yes, it was in Barcelona. They've stocked up on inexpensive replacement clothes so that when people call them and say, my clothes have been stolen, the police can show up with shorts and a shirt and a pair of flip-flops. Aww. And they said over the summer, they've had to give out over 100 of these sets of clothing because that's how rampant clothing theft is at nudist locations. That's so rude. Yeah. Wow rude all sorts of rude yeah but man punk kids stealing stuff is nothing new but punk kids stealing clothes from nudists that's kind of creative awful but you know not your run-of-the-mill prank points for creativity but also minus points for um you know stranding the naked people Oh, the other thing that came in the kit was a bus card so that they could get home. Oh, that's that's really nice of the police. <laughs> yeah. That was So anyway, if you've run out of clean clothing and you don't want to go the Faca route, then we've got some suggestions. Go to Barcelona and tell the police that somebody stole your clothes. That would work if you can get to Barcelona. If you're not in Barcelona, It might be difficult to get there without clothing. I think it's generally frowned upon. Hello, Barcelona? (laughs) I don't think they'll let you on a plane or a train. I'm in Washington. What can you do for me? (laughs) My shirt and shorts have been stolen. How far do you uh, deliver? (laughs) It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Not quite. Not quite. So, okay. One of the first things that you can always do where... I mean, throughout time, as you're having to replace things that you like to use for travel, you can look for items that are going to be more resilient to being stinky and microbial. Microbial? (laughs) Wow. And whatnot. Um, There's a lot of different brands coming out with more travel-friendly things in mind where um, the fabric is antimicrobial and wrinkle-resistant. Things you should look for. And we're not saying rush out and buy a whole new wardrobe for travel but if you have items that already fit this ticket at home they're probably good things to pack this is sort of the preparation knowing you're going on vacation knowing you might get a little funky these are good things to bring with you to mitigate that so first thing, like Melinda said, antimicrobial fabrics. Another important thing that it's less about being stinky and more about being presentable, and that's wrinkle-resistant fabrics or things that don't really show wrinkles like seersucker and pont and fabrics that are very forgiving in that way. Yep. And to help beat the stink, make sure you're checking your weather forecasts of wherever you're going. So you can pack appropriately weighted garments. If you're wearing something that's too thick and heavy in a warmer climate, you're going to get sweaty. And where there's sweat, there's usually stink to follow. Ew. So, check your weather. Make sure that you're not packing for Antarctica when you're really going to Australia. That, I'm not sure when or why that would happen, but yeah, make sure you're not going to Antarctica or vice versa. Well, you're the one who packed for colder weather for the Nordics when it wasn't going to be that cold. But the thing is, is my forecast said it was going to be cold. So that didn't really help me either way. But another... Check. Check often. Check sources. Another thing to look for is fabric that is resistant to smells so for instance merino is very good against that in fact i got a pair of shoes recently that are lined with merino and i don't love wearing socks so my shoes get stinkier faster than the average person and so far i've had zero issues with that whatsoever because it just doesn't absorb smell somehow i don't understand it i'm clearly not a textile scientist If that's a thing, I might have just made that up. But merino fabric, uh, I don't know, just doesn't get super stinky. And because because the potential exists that you might be hand washing some of your clothing, it would also be really good to find something that dries quickly. In the summer, in hot places, that might be less of an issue. But in cooler places, you're definitely going to want something that's going to dry as quickly as possible all on its own. And nowadays you can find a lot of things that have been treated to help reduce smell and to be quick drying too. So it's not that hard as probably it used to be. Mm-hmm. And prices on Merino stuff, which is for whatever reason something a lot of people recommend, is coming down pretty significantly. It's not the cheapest stuff in the world, but it's also not going to break bring- your Break your bank to buy a couple Mm. of items. But it also might be too warm depending on where you're going, so keep that in mind, too. Well, merino can be thin, thin, like, T-shirt fabric. So it really... Oh, yeah, I know. I have a shirt like that, but it still gets pretty warm. Yeah, it just kind of depends on the um, composition. Super ultra 100% merino can get warmer than blends but regardless those are all good things to look for if you want to stock up again don't rush out and get a full rei wardrobe you'd probably don't need it unless you are doing actual backpacking camping style or camping backpacking style but i mean these things are popular for a reason they do the job pretty well So when you're traveling, there are multiple ways of addressing the need to wash your clothes. We kind of organize them here from easiest to crappiest solution. There's lots of ways to deal with it, but they don't all, they aren't all created equally. So your number one option, if you are staying someplace, try to see if they have laundry facilities most hostels will have them some hotels will have them um and if you know that you're going to need to do laundry in the middle of your trip it wouldn't be amiss to schedule yourself at a place in the middle of your trip where you will have access to laundry facilities it's not always possible but if you can swing it that's yeah because the nice thing is is that you can just have a nice relaxing evening in the hostel and do laundry to make sure that it doesn't get evicted when it's still wet and hasn't gone to the dryer yet. You know, you're there. You don't have to worry about anything going missing. If you're somewhere where you don't have a laundry room or anything, next best thing is probably to try and adventure and find a laundromat. Again, everybody else has to figure out how to do laundry, so you're going to be able to find something and usually pretty close. They exist. Yeah. I know they exist. In my personal experience in Germany, there aren't a ton of them. So you do kind of have to venture a little ways. But like Melinda said, everyone has to do laundry and not everyone has a washer. So there has to be some sort of solution. Next on the list is if you can't access a laundromat, then you should try hand washing them in the sink and hanging them up to dry. Sometimes that looks a little bit ridiculous, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do to keep yourself so fresh and so clean. Don't forget to rinse the soap out really, really well. Wring it out as much as possible and spread it out so it can actually get some air circulation. Yep. Because if it's all clumped together, it ain't gonna dry. No, it is not. And once you get really desperate and you kind of hate money, (laughs) then you can try hotel laundry service, which so on our last trip, I thought we were really clever or thought I was really clever. There we go. I was not involved in this decision. Nope. And I saw that the two hotels that we were staying in closest to the middle point of our trip Both had laundry service. And I thought, how expensive can laundry service be? When I lived in LA, there were places that would do laundry by the pound, and you'd spend like 10 bucks, get five pounds of laundry washed, and they'd deliver it to your door. And I thought, hotels gotta be similar, right? It cannot be that much to dump a bunch of clothes in a washing machine. I was wrong. Holy shit, it was expensive. How wrong? It was like so very wrong. Seven dollars per t-shirt. And like a pair of pants was twelve. I was incredibly wrong. Hero was thinking we'd just hand over a bag of laundry, we'd get it back the next day. No big deal. Yeah, we weren't going to pay that price because it was going to be like eighty bucks well, I mean, per person. That's exactly how that would happen. But it's the cost. Yeah. The cost is incredibly stupid. Yeah. We, I truly was baffled. I had no idea that it was going to be that expensive, which is my own fault because I could have picked up the phone and called them and figured out how much it would cost. But I didn't really want a long distance phone call on my bill. At least not another one. I was going to say, what's one more? (laughs) Oh, my phone bill during the arm like month of planning was crappy It was easily Like 30 bucks More than usual Because I had to call so many places But uh, Yeah we learned our lesson hey, It's when you're booking shit yeah. So It is an option And if you have money to burn It's not a bad option It's an efficient option But you're paying for the efficiency A great deal and there was yeah. There was nothing in my bag that warranted spending eighty dollars to clean it. No, not at all. Nothing. So if you find yourselves in a position like we did, which was obviously of my own creation, there are lots and lots and lots of different things that they sell that you can use to help make sink washing a little bit easier. So, for instance, there is a company called Scrubba, like rub-a-dub-dub, but Scrubba dub-dub? I don't know. There's no dub-dub. I just added that myself. And it's basically a wet bag, you know, like the roll top type bags that you can put wet things in to protect the rest of your bag. Maybe you're moving locations and you have a wet swimsuit that hasn't had time to dry. You just shove it in, roll it up, and it won't leak. And a scrubba is like that, except it has a clear plastic window on it. And inside the bag itself, there's little nubs. So you fill it up with water, you put your soap in, you put your clothes in, you seal it, and then you kind of slosh it around and rub clothing against the nubs in the bottom of the bag. So it's like a washboard, essentially, but much more portable, but also less musical. I would love to see you travel with a washboard, though, with your hobo bindle. <laughs> yep, hobo bindle, washboard over my ne- around my yeah. neck, and then I can just go into the bathroom on the plane and do my laundry. They will kick you out. And also possibly get salmonella on my shirt. Mm. (laughs) Salmonella. That's right. I don't wear a shirt because I wear overalls and a straw hat. You should still consider a shirt with that look. Mm, I feel like it goes against the ethos of a washboard player. Unless you're singing Come On Eileen. Come on Eileen. I like that song. It's good. Anyway, so the Scrub-A-Bag, it has its pros and cons. It's probably a deeper clean than you're going to get with your hands. But on the other hand, it's not a huge bag, so you're not washing a whole lot of items at once. But on the other hand, it's dual purpose. It is also a wet-dry bag, so if you do need to move locations and you have wet clothing, you can put it back in there, seal it up, and the rest of your clothes won't get wet. I like that it's multi-purpose, but it is just one more thing you have to pack. So, you know, if you know that you're going to be doing sink washing and you're not good at it, yeah, pack it. But if you aren't certain, it's not, I don't know, it's not a big enough issue to pack a contingency plan for the potential of needing to wash something. Another thing to consider, I guess, would be a braided laundry line. Probably doesn't actually have to be a braided laundry line. Maybe some sort of line edge to hang up if you need to, if you're going to have, you know, like a prayer flag of laundry hanging out wherever you're at. (laughs) (laughs) Just your own personal bunting everywhere, but instead of triangles of fabric, it's underpants. That's like triangles of fabric, though. creative triangles depends on the underwear creative triangles thongs sure briefs no uh, that's more bunting like 4th of July bunting because all of my underwear is red white and blue much like my soul just kidding i i hate have patriotism. to go now <laughs> i don't know how to recover from that i just i have to go <laughs> There's no recovery and you just have to push through oh, it. Oh, good lord. Um, some form of lightage if you know you're going to have to hand wash things and maybe you're in a um, a hostel where like maybe you have to string this up around near a bed or something. And inflatable hangers might be handy for that too. But again, this is more things that you have to pack if you're staying in hotels and don't want to pay their fees there'll be hangers, there'll be spaces to hang those hangers because, hey, they already thought about that. Well, I. so the benefit of the braided style laundry line is that you can pull it apart and stick things through it. So, like, you can put a little corner of a T-shirt through it and you can hang more things from it that way than if you're, like, draping a whole T-shirt over the top of it. And the bonus thing about inflatable hangers is that because they're waterproof, like you're not going to damage them. Some hotels will have wooden hangers and putting something wet on it will make it gunky and gross, whereas the inflatable hanger is plastic. You put it up in the bathroom, you let it drip dry, and it's all good. Um, but you so- also have the option of hanging things up all over in the bathroom. Just plan ahead so that you know you hang them up after you've showered so they don't get wet again. Mm, I like showering with my dry clothing. It makes me feel like I'm in the you know, splash zone at SeaWorld. Yeah, I was going to say I had you pegged as a as a dry clothing bather. I'm a never nude. Stop judging me. There're more of us than you know. Literally tens. I find this very concerning. I think I think I really have to go now. <laughs> This episode has been brought to you by Making Melinda Uncomfortable. Making Melinda Uncomfortable. It's fun. This, this just took a whole weird turn that I was not expecting or anticipating. And I am very concerned. You know me, I'm a wild card. How much mold and mildew you got going on? God, what? that's like like sitting around in wet jeans. Just sounds god awful. <laughs> what is you know wrong what? with you? Do not judge my fetishes. We, like constant wet socks. Mm, that's the good stuff. Soggy underwear. No. Mm-hmm. Slightly damp bra. So this hashtag is now forever alone. and forever soggy (laughs) forever soggy so uh yeah again these are all things that if you know you're going to need them pack them if you aren't certain don't bother you could probably wing it and be okay we were all right we got some stuff cleaned Uh, yeah my socks were wet for a couple days hashtag forever soggy but that's how you like it. <laughs> uh, another thing you might want to consider, and there are all kinds of ways to MacGyver this, is something to stop a sink with. My favorite is to take Sarah's already soggy socks and just cram them in the drain. Yeah, hotels love that. They love fishing socks out of drains. Well, not like like in... in down the pipes so that's a little too far but you know just just a good stoppage couple socks just tuck tuck in a pinch I've used a Ziploc bag you can use actual like sink stoppers they aren't big they don't weigh a lot so packing it is not exactly a hardship but a Ziploc bag will do just as good you just kind of tuck it in a little bit like push it into the drain a little bit but not all the way in so that there's a lip all the way around and when you start filling the sink that will hold the water in because not all sinks have the little pull thingy in the back that stops the drain I'd venture to say probably most but that's just most in my experience and I haven't been everywhere so and plus you probably have a 311 bag in your bag already and you can use that or Sarah's soggy socks. Yes, if you need soggy socks, I will be putting a website up. It'll be $10 per sock plus shipping and handling. I will mail it in a Ziploc to assure sogginess. But and, um, if you're using Sarah's pre soggy socks, you want them to have been worn. Lovely ad. Uh, definitely remember to bring some laundry <laughs> detergent or soap sheets if you can. I mean, sometimes you're just going to use hand soap, and it's better than nothing. Or shampoo, but um, they do sell little things, the laundry detergent, or the super nifty soap sheets. Or shampoo. Uh, I think five minute crafts has a, a handy dandy how to make your own sh- <laughs> soap sheets tutorial. If you get really really mm-hmm. desperate. <laughs> I can't take it seriously. I can't hear the name. I can't hear the name five minute crafts without laughing. Because I gen, I think those sheets would probably genuinely work. Yeah. Not ideally, because I don't think the paper is going to fully dissolve like they would in factory made soap sheets. But see, the problem is is with Five Minute Crafts is really. Like the soap will dissolve and work like normal, but then you're going to have like little chunks of paper stuck to your wet clothes. So, but if you're hand washing it I guess you could probably maybe control that a little bit more just kind of like swizzle the sheet around yeah I would not like straight up put that in my washing machine the sheet probably goes more so in the water than on the articles of clothing in that case No. And the other thing you can do, and this is something I don't do every time, but I do fairly regularly. And that is put a dryer sheet inside of your bag just for the sake of keeping things fresh. And then if you go and find yourself a laundromat or laundry, uh, laundry facilities that you can use in the hotel or hostel, then you have something you can use to keep then it becomes practical in another way you've used it to freshen your bag now you can use it to freshen your clothes um I don't use dryer sheets anymore but if that's something you have kicking around your house then you've already got something on hand that's useful for you and can be useful in multiple ways sometimes I like to sneak dryer sheets into Sarah's suitcase for her Oh good, that's a great thing for me to be able to tell TSA. Did anyone put anything? No, did in anybody your bag? put anything in well, your bag that you're not you're unaware of? Isn't that what it is? Sometimes they say it, but sometimes they say, did anyone put anything in your bag? Are you transporting well, anything that possibly. isn't yours? Yes, this is not my dryer sheet. Set it on fire. They pull it out and they go, ma'am, this smells like chloroform, and then they pass it <laughs> Why are you chlor- chloroforming dryer sheets? Why are you doing it? You're the one putting yeah, stuff just in my dryer bag. To save the world. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. Nope. Um, and I was a cheerleader. It counts. Bye. I- Bye. I- I- <laughs> oh, we're just having one of those episodes, aren't we? Cause you ain't no hollow back girl. Sure. You should know, cheerleader. Um another good tip is having a, a separate bag for your laundry. So things that are like stinky beyond repair in this current situation maybe separate it from the rest of your clothes so everything else doesn't get contaminated by the stink and if you do have a scrubber then that would be a perfect use for it if you don't have one of those any general yeah. wet dry bag would work just as well or have it have like the really filthy stuff in its own cube maybe shift things around so it's all by itself um, and if you're looking for something else to help freshen and maybe extend the life a little bit longer, the Downy Wrinkle Release, it smells nice and it makes things less crinkly. So that's kind of a two for one. Or you can always Febreze things. It's probably not going to get everything, but it'll probably help as long as it's not stinky beyond repair. Yeah, that Wrinkle Release stuff, I think you could probably DIY your own from... Um... I think it's just fabric softener that's been watered down. Yeah, exactly. yeah, liquid fabric softener but And it isn't super easy to find I remember someone giving me this tip Several years ago And it took me a while to find it anywhere Especially in travel size containers But That shit's amazing I sprayed it on a pair of super wrinkly pants Once, you give it a few tugs And suddenly it's like It was never balled up in the bottom of your closet For six months And it smells nice again Yeah it doesn't smell like death and decay. What do you have in your closet? Oh, wait, skeletons. That's why your, your closet like literal, smells like death and decay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I literal get it. ones. Not like metaphorical. Dork. Yeah, I'm not the one with skeletons in her closet. Hey, they're uh, skeleton flamingo lawn ornaments, and I think they're super rad but did you have to make them out of real flamingo skeletons? Shh, don't give away all my secrets. Melinda's closet is just full of dead flamingos, and nobody knows where she got them. Uh, camp? Where do you think they went? Out of context for everyone else, that sounds crazy. Doesn't most side conversations sound crazy? (laughs) Says the one who said she lives in her damp socks and jeans. I mean, is that really the weirdest thing I've said today? I've also said I'd start a side hustle selling my worn socks. Yeah, your wet worn socks. I just need to start making connections on Wiki Feet. That's where my customer oh, base is. Oh God. <laughs> oh. Hit me up, Wiki Feet. Oh I don't have famous feet, but I got regular feet. Gross. I hope my Speaking niece and nephew are gross. to this episode. There's what? I hope my niece and nephew are listening to this episode. Hi, guys. What's up? Your <laughs> aunt has stinky feet. She likes her socks damp, so don't dry them anymore for her. Nieces and nephews every are supposed morning, to do laundry? Have I been using Every morning, soak her socks in water and then make sure she gets them. That's no fine. No dry socks I'm, allowed. I wear socks like twice a month. merino shoes for the win anyways stinky feet uh another good tip is getting a deodorant that you know will work under heat and stress yeah uh vacations aren't usually the best time to try out that new natural deodorant that you have been wanting to switch to because <laughs> sometimes it's a little too hot and you're walking a little too much for that to work out So if you have a vacation looming and you're sensing that maybe your your current deodorant is losing some efficacy, then find yourself a replacement ASAP because you want that sorted out before you're traveling. Finding a deodorant that works for you while you're traveling is not pleasant because the stress of knowing, crap, I feel smelly, makes you more smelly. Yeah. And by yeah. you, I mean me. Because stress what so, is is different eliminate that stress don't don't get that stress sweat it's icky or if you need to if you have one that you're needing to switch to because the last one's not working so hot maybe bring yourself like a secondary choice just in case yep give yourself some options bring like wipes stuff that you can do to touch things up if you need to yeah I mean, if you have one that's doing okay, but that needs touch-ups, make sure it's a portable size that can go with you. Yeah, those are our tips for addressing clothing. And it's not necessarily an issue of making sure, like, oh, you're smelly. These are things you should do about it. It's this is how you keep things fresh. It's a very fresh and so clean, clean. I already made that reference once. You're stealing my reference. I'm emphasizing the reference. (laughs) So. So, yeah, there's lots of ways to address keeping yourself, keeping your clothes clean while you're traveling. It's just. I think half the battle is knowing how you're going to handle it going in. Because when you get to the point where you don't have a solution and you're just seeing what clothing you can wear for the fifth or sixth time it gets a little desperate I know I feel desperate when I'm like oh, I don't know how I'm going to clean these I feel like I'm starting to get stinky and it would eliminate a lot of stress and apparently that's my number one thing with traveling is just eliminating stressors if you know exactly how you're gonna address it. Yeah, and after a while, regardless, you're pro- it's gonna need a fluff and fold. So, you know, have a have a plan in hand of what what are you gonna do halfway in your trip? Get strong deodorant is always a good worker. Find what works <laughs> for you. Bring six of them. Apply six one for i'm trying to figure out how you're using six
1: Uh, my first thought was one
0: for each pit including knee pits plus two spares i don't know six just sounded like a good number (laughs) whatever makes you happy and feel comfortable and the alternative is is you don't do minimalist packing if this seems like too much stress for you don't do it then you don't have to yeah it's totally fine if you are lucky enough to be able to fit all of your clothing all the clothing you could possibly need in a carry-on cool if you can't make that work for whatever reason and you need to check a bag also cool you probably have a little less stress in that arena than we do But possibly slightly more stress in the, oh, shit, is my bag going to be on the carousel arena? You pick and choose which stress you can handle. And which fees you can handle. Because you know what? If we had checked. Or how much stink you can handle. (laughs) You know what? If you can handle the stink, cool. Just don't go to the sites that I'm seeing when I'm there. (laughs) Wow. What if they just wanted to say hi? Actually, I probably wouldn't notice yeah sarah can't smell anything but yeah the trade-off was we didn't check a bag and we almost were kind of cornered into paying for laundry fees that we really didn't want to we made it work anyway but that was a trade-off we were willing to risk because we like packing less know your stink levels adapt accordingly and your willingness to spend time one evening doing laundry. I mean, that's what I do at home, so. This is What true, am I going to do after this? Not laundry. Sp- you're not spending a great deal of money to be somewhere to do laundry. No, but if home. we did do, like, the hotel one, like, that better be, like, the freshest shirts ever. It's like in, um... One of the crazy rich Asian books, they find out that one of the housekeepers does their laundry with uh, lavender water from France. Seems a little excessive, but uh, yeah, if I'm paying those hotel prices, it better be lavender water from France. (laughs) Turkish rose water, I don't know, something fancy. Ooh, Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Can I specifically request that my laundry be done with water from a Lush bash bo- bath bomb before or after somebody was in the bathtub with it? An empty pitcher of water from an you airplane. Know what? I guess that could be like One problem, I'm just going to glaze over that. One <laughs> problem solver. You could probably find a Lush wherever you're at. So I guess you could probably get a bath bomb if you have a bathtub. Yeah, available to your usage and just like have like the Lucy wine stomping party (laughs) that reminds me of the video of the woman who's squishing grapes and falls down yeah that's probably from I love Lucy but okay no it's not it's very much a woman who was doing a like local community piece for the news back in the late 90s and she's squishing grapes in a race And she tries to trick the other person into stopping. But when she goes to stomp really fast after the other woman stops, she slips and falls and she makes the weirdest noise. She hits the ground and you hear, "Oh, It hurts. So this was you? Yes, it was me. Okay. I think she even says, I'm dying. (laughs) No, you just fell on your face. And now you're drowning. Anyways, what's your tip of the week? My tip of the week is if you have these at home, one good way besides using a dryer sheet to freshen up a suitcase when you're traveling, and I know I've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating, is using either like a sachet, like something you would put in a drawer to keep it de stinkified, or like a cedar shake. I know some people have those little rings of cedar that they put on their hangers to keep their clothing and their closets fresh. And just sticking one in there will make your suitcase smell nice and pretty. And it's also antimicrobial, so it has that effect as well. Woo! Two for one. Or is it? At the very least, it keeps bugs away, so... If you have problems with bugs in your suitcase, which I hope you don't, but if you do, it would help with that too. Because nobody likes a stinky suitcase. It's even less fun to unpack when your suitcase stinks, so I mean, that helps with that too. There we go. I think that concludes our our stink-resistant tips. Come back next week for something else exciting. (laughs) We are planning for some fun, spooky Halloween-ish episode coming up in the meantime but yeah i think that's it for this week come back next week and don't let the stink get you down and remember it's an adventure and sometimes it's a stinky adventure try not to do that it'll be more pleasant anyways that's it for us bye bye hey everyone thanks again for listening to another episode of seattle to unknown Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O unknown. Or you can check us out on our website www.c2unknown.com Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to C2Unknown at gmail.com until then it's an adventure bye yeah if you've sensed that your deodorant is ceasing to work for you and you have a vacation looming find a new one that works for you yes find a new one that works for you yes I don't think Oh moosey boy, I know. Come here. Stop saying letters he doesn't like. Uh oh hello, kisses. Oh, kisses. Hi baby. I know. Oh I know.